0: light it's seven friday night
1: welcome back football fans we've successfully crossed the long six-month void that is the high school football offseason and we're thrilled that you've made it too as we begin the second season of seven friday night my name is chase bryson the managing editor of sports stars magazine and I'm delighted to once again be sharing hosting duties with my good friend and colleague of many
2: years, Ben Enos. Welcome, Ben. Hello, Chase. Hello, listeners. As we record this, the sun is shining. The birds are chirping. It is basically National Geographic outside my back door. Now, why am I telling you all of this? Because it has been said that my attitude is infectious, and with that, I am looking forward to infecting this podcast for the next 20 or so weeks with the kind of positivity that some have said is uncommon amongst our society. It's football season, Chase, and what could be better than that?
1: Infecting is not a uh, is not a verb that we would have used probably last year at this time. Oh, no. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad you I'm glad you saved that for, for this for season two. For those who may have caught our season two trailer that released last week, we've got a bull plan for a few changes this season. We'll actually be coming to you twice a week, beginning as early as next week. Uh, This plan will be to release our primary episodes on Tuesday. Those will feature our main discussion topics and hijinks, along with our weekly visits from Coach Edson and any additional guest interviews we schedule. Then, instead of tacking on our weekly game predictions at the end of the episode like we did last year, We'll be breaking that out and delivering a shorter predictions only episode on Thursdays, giving you plenty of time to listen and be offended and appalled at our picks and analysis. And then we'll be making picks as early as next week as the Sac Joaquin section's opening night is coming fast and furious.
2: I predict pain, <laughs> but I stole that from Coach Edson from many years ago, who stole it from a movie. Um, yes, the Sac Joaquin section is almost upon us. It is crazy. I'm, Sheer madness that in the first week of well, I guess or in the second week of August, we're talking about games being played next week. Um, I, I guess I don't understand why we can't all just start on the same day, right? Like, that would that would just be too easy for society. But we'll talk about that another day. Um, this scenario actually does allow us to carve out some time to go to a game together, which I enjoy, uh, despite your driving. Um. We, we headed to Elk Grove last year to check out Folsom and Monterey Trail. And, and when we made that drive, we didn't quite know what it would look like because, as you mentioned, COVID was still very much on everyone's mind. Um, what we found was actually the blueprint for the entire season. A big crowd, everyone happy to be back around each other, and it went really well. We talked about it all dang season, I think. Um, from a football perspective, we got to see Folsom early in the year. So it gave us a great indication of what they'd be like throughout the season. And I think some of our early impressions really held true all the way to the final week. So uh, we'll we'll try that again this year, which uh, should be a lot of fun. Any ideas on where we should uh, go next week? We haven't settled on it entirely yet. I know we've talked, to,
1: um, we talked about seeing Granite Bay and Elk Grove, which certainly is an interesting game on paper for sure. I think Granite Bay will probably fall somewhere inside of our preseason top 20. Not sure on Elk Grove, but they're, they'll be close. They'll be on the on the cusp because I know they're replacing a lot of skill guys even though they have a, a very good line. But um, yeah, and we also talked about maybe seeing uh, going to Manteca. i got to double check the schedule. There's a lot that we can we could consider. But those good are some option. of the early ones we've talked about.
2: Yeah, good options. Um, you know, uh, I referenced a second ago um, getting a chance to see Folsom last year. Uh, and that leads me to spinning it forward into this season and uh we've been we've spent the last couple of days and maybe week or week plus uh tossing this medical metaphorical football around a bit and um it, it's the question that everyone's kind of thinking about to begin the season who's the best team um and i don't think there's a wrong answer uh there's never a wrong answer really at this point of the year Um, But I think it comes down to how you view these rankings philosophically. When, when we last saw these teams, Folsom was the top team in the land. And in the absence of a coin to flip and some sort of summer game that I wasn't invited to, (laughs) I I don't know how you don't lean towards Folsom because that's where we left them last. You know, you look at the rosters, both teams have new quarterbacks. Both teams have an abundance of of division one talent. And the other team that I'm talking about, of course, is De La Salle. Uh, that shouldn't go unspoken. Um, but shoot, man, it's a coin flip. And, and I guess at least to start the season, I have the coin landing on Folsom, but the best part is nobody knows and preseason rankings are in a word useless. (laughs)
1: Uh, I don't, this is the internal debate in my head for nearly two weeks now too. I, I can definitely see Folsom as a legit choice for number one. So I, I really can't negate what you just said. I think I'm still leaning toward De La Salle, though. And I I know there will be plenty of Sac Joaquin Sessions supporters who cry foul and yell scoreboard about how last season ended, but that season has ended. And we put Folsom on top of the rankings, by the way, at the end of that season. I've just never understood media outlets to look at a previous season's head-to-head to to help determine preseason ranks six months later. Like you said, the rosters are different. They both have equal question marks at key positions. And I'll tell you right now, if, you know, if uh, Folsom QB one Tyler Tremaine from last year was suiting up in the blue and, and, and red again, uh, that would change my mind drastically. I mean, I, I think, but he's not, they both have some very good players on, on each side of the ball and, and some question marks. So I don't know. I come back to, I mean, you and I both have covered De La Salle teams who have ended seasons on a loss. The following year's team has always come back full of fire and brimstone forced to be reckoned with. This year's team is built from the trenches out too. I wrote a feature last week after talking to a few of these linemen, uh, leaders of that line. Harvard bound Derek Thompson and TCU commit Cooper Powers. It's hard to not hear the competitive fire crackling as you speak with them, man. They they are on a uh, what they call their own revenge tour, and they're they're ready to make it happen. And when De La Salle has teams that are are experienced up front and they're led and have leaders on that front they're usually really really good and i don't know i think you're right i don't think either one would technically be a wrong answer or a right answer at this point uh so we'll just have to see what i do know is that if both teams are still unbeaten on september 23rd then they can decide it on the field or maybe number three ranked sarah san mateo beats both of them on consecutive weeks to start the season and we'll both be wrong
2: both of us being wrong? <laughs> no, no way. De La Salle, uh, Sarah just announced this week ESPN. ESPN. That's right. Uh, September 2nd. Yeah. So don't have to wait long to, you know, fire up the uh, multiple screens in the house and get my fix. I wasn't the only one who turned out
1: some preview content last week and talked to players. You wrote about the San Marin team that you watched win a five double A bowl title at, to close out last year. So what's your take on the Fast Rising Mustangs?
2: Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it was really enjoyable for me to tell you the truth because I spoke at length the last time we recorded these podcasts about how enjoyable it was to be part of that atmosphere at that State Title game, get a chance to see what it meant to the San Marin community in Novato. So, having my first call this year be Dom DeMare and uh and talking San Marin football, that was uh that was really cool. Um it's the last memory I have of last season that team caught lightning in a bottle. It's, it's pure and simple. But I, I think the thing that I came away from my conversation uh, thinking and that bears mentioning now is that it's not like San Marin is some newcomer. Like they've been good. Remember, we talked a little um, about Manny Wilkins being just such a, a heralded and dynamic quarterback. Um They've been pretty good for a long time, so I don't think they need to worry or we need to worry about them dropping off the face of the earth. Um, just like you just mentioned with Dale Sal, they're going to lean on a good interior core coming back. Uh, everybody would pay big money to have a six foot five, 300 plus pound left tackle like Frankie Patuya. and Sam Marin's got one. So that's a heck of a building block. They've got guys on the interior or exterior, the outside, Of the (laughs) defensive line. So um, so they've they've got pieces. Um, new quarterback again, uh, but some talent there stepping in. Um if you're worried about losing Justin Gwynn, I mean, who wouldn't be? He was dynamic, he was one of the best players in California last year. Um, let me just say that I think the passing Mustangs might be back in action a little bit more this year than they were last year. Um, they they talk about balance a little bit more, and I believe that's what we'll see from them. So you know, I think they're optimistic about staying on top of the mountain, and I'm, I'm willing to ride with them. But uh, circle on your calendar if things go the way that everybody maybe thinks or uh, expects them to go. Last week of the regular season, Marin Catholic coming to Nevada to play San Marin in a night game. Gonna be hard to find a ticket for that one. Yeah, that so. that'll be a good one. Yeah, that was uh, that was one of the first conversations I got a chance to have. But more recently, we took a trip to a familiar spot to get our in-person interviews started. In fact, the same place that we started our in-person interviews for this podcast last year. Uh, we took a trip to Pirate Stadium. And before we got there to see the mighty Pittsburgh Pirates, I did consider lobbying the Pittsburgh Unified School District to hire a PR person for them. <laughs> because the the hype is real, my friend. There is some serious helium Uh, and not just because there's like 600 coaches out there. But the hype is real. There's plenty of talent at Pittsburgh, and we caught up with a few Pirates to talk about what the offseason's been like and what the season to come might hold. So, yeah, you'll hear from two guys
1: we spoke with out there. Answering the first two questions will be four-star Miami committed quarterback, Jaden Rashada. And answering the second pair of questions will be three-star Oregon State bound receiver, Zach Card. Let's listen in.
2: What makes this team special? Why is this team different than the last
1: couple of years here?
2: Well, this team specific, I see a little
0: more, uh, you know, playing for the dude next to you instead of yourself. I see that with the team this year. Um, you know, we'll see how it goes during season and when that comes out. But, yeah, me personally, I feel like that's, that's the difference between this team. Yeah.
2: Um, there's no escaping all the kind of chatter that goes on around this program. It's been like that forever. Yeah. You guys aren't the first. Um, how do you deal with all the talk around all the nonsense that's in the, in the Twitter sphere or people, journalists are talking, guys like me, you guys are out here an hour early to talk to people Mm -hmm. like us. Um, how do you deal with all that as just a high schooler? (laughs) You deal with it, um,
0: (laughs) deal with whatever comes your way and don't complain about it. Don't ever run away from nothing, you know, but the attention that, that, that this program has, you know, it's... It's been pretty special, you know, being a part of a culture like this, and um, you know, there's there's expectations around the name, you know, um, and you have to fulfill them, you know, and and that's just part of life. So I mean, it is what it is, you know.
2: Yeah. What's this off season been like for you? Obviously, very hectic for a lot of you guys because you've got a lot. You've had a lot of fan mail to answer. Um, What uh, what's the off season been like? Have you had a chance to recharge and and get focused on playing high school football again?
1: Yeah, this off season it was um, it was pretty it was pretty fun. Uh, You know, I I was getting recruited all off season. It was my first time, so I was uh, enjoying it, uh, going to college games, uh, visiting different colleges. But yeah, it was pretty fun. Uh, I'm just glad to be back out here. You know, with my team and. Getting ready for the season, um, but yeah, uh, mostly it's just been a great, great off season. Um, and Go beeves you know, uh, shout out Oregon State.
2: <laughs> important. Oh boy, I fence, eh? It's important. Where does this need team need to get better over the next few weeks to be ready to go week one? Uh, I'd
1: say, I'd say, all around, we just got to work more as a team. Uh, we got to communicate better. We got to. Everybody got to catch. Everybody got to block. Everybody got to do their part. Once we all do our part, we're on
2: And
1: now we're going to take a quick timeout for a quick message from Sports Stars Magazine's podcast partner, the California Army National Guard. At some point, your community will be challenged. It could be a flood, forest fire, hurricane, or civil unrest. When it happens, be the one to answer the call. Rescue the stranded. Protect the threatened. Save the injured. Join the National Guard and serve your community when it needs you most. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. That was a fun afternoon out there. I hope that team can stay healthy for a full season because it could be a lot of fun to cover if it does. And now we move from Coach Victor Galli's team to the man he shares fantasy football managing duties with. Former De La Salle coaching stalwart Terry Edson returns for another season of weekly and analysis. Let's see where his first visit of the season
2: takes us. Well, it's that time of the podcast again, the time where the volume level goes up and my (laughs) self-esteem sinks lower, (laughs) a time for healing, a time for analyzing, and a time for all things football from a man who knows the game. Welcome back for another season to the podcast's best bowler, Coach Terry Edson. (laughs) Terry, how are you today? (laughs) That's
0: great, Ben. I thought you were going to do a little Ecclesiastes for me there, a little for a second there, like the birds or whatever. You know, the time for this, the time for that. But uh, everything's good, and um, looking forward to another season with the both of you. Can't wait.
2: I get that a lot. Um,
0: yeah, I bet you do. Yeah, yeah, not
2: okay. I mean, so you seemed we saw you last week and you seem pretty fired up to get going. And in our trailer, your enthusiasm shines through like the crystal that they give the college football champion
0: That's for right. the you know, beginning of football season always gets me fired up. It's like best five, six months of my life. So right there, outside, you know, of my wife and kids and stuff like that. But <laughs> they put the disclaimer in there just joking uh but yeah this is always a great time of year I think it's um the kids everyone's excited you know the kids are so excited about putting on pads this week and getting going and it's been a true off season this year you know for a lot of schools so um they're ready to go and I'm ready to go and I hope you're ready to go (laughs) all right well, There's only one question about this year I, I, we need to get answered right now. What's the over-under how many times I'm going to mention how I humiliated you on the golf course this year? How, what's the over-under how many times I'm going to work that in?
1: Well, you're already two for two, so
2: <laughs> it's going to be a high number. Vegas took it off the board. <laughs>
0: It's it's that bad. I huh? think it's going to be that bad. They can't can given over under. Okay.
2: It's not going to be worse than the way I played that day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, probably not. Thank you though. Uh my Lamborghini's driving really well, so I appreciate you guys for that, you
1: know, We should start you. a reference counter and we'll just keep it on the on our on each each episode we'll uh, update on the, on the website how many and times so you may, mentioned maybe it. Maybe
0: next we need to go to a bowling alley. Maybe that's next.
2: Sure. Maybe the next step is naming my here to for fantasy football team, Edson's Lamborghini.
0: <laughs> there you go.
2: Oh man. All right. Well,
1: I'm sure you'll have plenty of chances, Terry, to, to get your barbs in. No, no doubt about it. Um, speaking of barbs. So one of your battles this season is to take the training wheels off and to embrace your true analyst role here on the show. So we're going to put that to the test kind of right away. And ask you your very early thoughts on the team you should know the most about. So, what's your feeling about the Spartans at this point in the off-season preseason?
0: Yes, timeline? well, I'm I'm not going to uh, say anything different to you here that I've been anybody that's asked me. You know, I, I foresee, um, in all honesty, a huge bounce back year for the Spartans, and one of the reasons is is because the Spartans have had. Uh, for the first time since two thousand and nineteen, uh, a true off season. And our off season that that's a critical part of our football program. And I've sporadically gone down there over the summer. Uh, I've watched them. We definitely have uh, more size than I've seen us have, but not just size, but size with athletic ability. So I think that that's a big deal for us to have an offensive line like that. Cooper Flanagan looks uh, amazing uh, with you know a tight end. Um, quarterback situation looks really solid. Got some good running backs. Got some good athletic. Uh, the athletic positions out there look pretty good. So I, I've been watching, saw a few seven on seven. So um, I think the Spartans are in good shape. Um, I'm looking forward to a, a great, uh, to see them tested here in the off season with Folsom. Cathedral Catholic, St. Mary's Stockton. Um, they go start off at Monterey Trail. These are all really great programs to put a good test on us. Big game with Sarah here at Delisle High School this year. So um, I'm looking, this looks like a, a great preseason. And like I said, I'm predicting right now, a big bounce, oh, the St. Francis game too. How could I forget that
1: <laughs> at home? Um, it's kind of a big game, but I'm sure no one on the field is forgetting that. right.
0: Uh, I've been also getting, you know, in the ears of some of the players here and there, you know, <laughs> you know, when they start talking about how tough it is, I might mention like, yeah, well, maybe this year we can beat St. Francis and Folsom. So, uh, <laughs> I always like to get my little, I like, we like to call them drive-bys, you know, and a chirp and go. So, yeah, but I, I predict, um, Spartans on a bounce back year this year. I'm looking forward to watching them play.
2: This whole podcast is a chirp and go. <laughs> um, well, you do, you reference that practice is underway. Chase and I had a chance a little earlier in the pod to talk about um, his reaction to getting to know a couple of the Spartans um, and that they truly embodied and sounded like real died in the wolf Spartans. So I don't doubt anything that you've had to say, but... Let's stretch this uh, a little bit further and use a segment that we affectionately call Fill the Gap. You get to be part of the fun today. Here's how we play our game I'll give you a sentence and you fill in the blank and tell us why. Here it is. Your favorite part about the first week of pads was blank.
0: My favorite part of the first week of pads. Oh, my goodness. There is no favorite part of my uh, first week of pads. It's usually depressing. Because when you get you get all excited, and you get out there and you start practicing. And uh, you go like, Oh, my God, I have so much work to do. That's every high school coach that ever lived feels the exact same way. I guarantee it. You know, this isn't the pros where you know, okay, these guys are experienced on it's a brand new team. You got kids coming up from JVs. You got maybe a couple coming up from freshmen. But even, come on, an experienced kid, like on your varsity, what's that? One year? (laughs) Maybe two. (laughs) These are still 16 and 17 year old kids. So I I used to remember when I, one thing like, hey, we got a lot of kids coming back, you know? So i always think like, okay, that first week, this is probably gonna go really well, they're experienced. And then you get out there and you go, "Oh my God, did last year even happen? uh it's it really is. it's it's kind of it's a little daunting when you're coaching that you know because you start getting overwhelmed. it's like, wait, I have a game in three weeks <laughs> i have, I have to you get you got I tell you one thing you better be you gotta be organized because that first game, there's so much you have to install and get ready for, you know, for uh, for the football season, right? And not just talking about, you know, offense, defense, but special teams and getting all in line and then, you know, making sure you, you try to cover all the situations. It's just, it, you just realize you just can't do everything. So one of the things that I always did that I thought was real important is the very beginning of the season, especially is um, I try to keep it as, simple as possible and just get our technique down there's only one time in my 39 years we literally because we just felt we needed to do it we played Folsom in the first game of the year remember I don't know what year was that 2017 or 18 yeah I
1: think so 17 at De
0: Salle we spent all summer we um going over coverages and blitzes and all that like every every time we did teamwork which was twice a week we went over the whole game plan that was the only time we really got that involved and then when it bottom line is when we got into the game it was our base defense cover two that saved the day <laughs> so yeah i learned that less like that was a lot of preparation for just doing what we normally do anyway so but uh really you're just if you try to install too much if you try to get ahead of yourself and try to get too tricky then it all falls apart it's just Back to basics, especially tackling. That's the hardest part at the beginning of the year. is Is going back to tackling and and blocking. I mean, I know that sounds like yeah, of course, but these are just kids. They don't they don't just have automatically have their steps and their tackling. It's it's it really is. It's it's depressing in a sense of like you just walk home every night. You're not walk home, walk of shame. No, you go home every night. <laughs> And I uh, just go, God, I have so much work to do. And I only have so many hours, you know, because for like Delo Sal, we start school tomorrow. So, um, you know, you're, we're getting right back into it. And that's a whole nother dynamic in itself. Kids going to school versus not having to go to school, the energy level practice, you know, they, they have to get into their rhythm as well. And, and I think it's a good thing. You know, one thing we got rid of that, you know, we used to do all the time and it was the two a days, but. I think that that was actually more of a burden. And I don't think, you know, we thought we used two days as one install everything, but kids got so burnt out. I don't think those were advantage, advantageous at all. So I, I think that just going one day a week is, I mean, one day a week, going in you know, a one day, one practice a day is enough, but um, it's a daunting task.
1: Speaking of daunting tasks, you'll have one next week. Uh, we don't. We usually wrap up these segments with uh, with making our picks, but you don't have to do that this week. But you should probably get on the Google machine and start studying your Sac uh, Joaquin teams so that you can make your picks next week. Because literally, Are we have starting next we week have football games next Friday. A game? Games? Yes. When did they start in pads? They started in pads in July, like the. I think July 25th or something. They oh my really, goodness, whatever Are you reason. Serious? Yeah. They
0: yeah. started pads July 25th.
2: They're one week yeah, ahead of I the yes.
0: Oh I
1: my think. goodness. That's
0: I more than right. that I mean, one it one was, No, because what's the date today? Today's I, August. All right,
1: hold on, hold, the the hold on. What's the date today? I'm gonna look August at the year old. They started, started pads before. August
0: 8th. That's more than that's two weeks ahead.
1: Yeah, they started the 25th. And wow. they'll they'll scrimmage this. they they started the 25th and they scrimmage this Friday and then they'll play oh games next week god <laughs> when do they start school that's a good question i most of them start this week i think wow
0: i mean that's that's insanity the things are starting i mean usually we'd be talking about football season after labor day those days are long gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay wow yeah i'll so have to start I'll start studying up yeah
1: start looking for those sjs teams you want to fly a fly for this year
0: Okay. I'm going to, I'm, my plan is to go no worse than two and one every week. There Are we you doing three games still? Are we doing two yeah, or four? We'll keep it. We'll keep it
1: three for you. Keep it.
0: Yeah. Try to give me the games more than 20 minutes before we come <laughs> on the air. Is that possible too?
1: Yeah, we'll work on that. Yeah, no thank comment. You.
0: Yeah. That would, that would really be helpful just for everybody <laughs> out there that thinks my picks suck. Well, that's part of the problem too. So,
1: okay. Yeah. Well, that, that's all we have for this week. I'm sure we'll have plenty, plenty more to talk about next week as we gear up for, uh, for our first actual action of the season. But uh, thanks, as always, for uh, signing on for another season and then uh, showing up today.
0: All right, boys. Well, I'll see you next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Terry. Right, talk
2: to
1: you.
0: All right.
2: See you. Bye. That was as illuminating as it was soothing for the soul. So we're one week in. And I guess I officially have to show up to these recordings now. No turning back. Meanwhile, we do manage to squeeze in some writing now and then. And all of you out in podcast land can look forward, along with us, if I ever finish, to next Wednesday when we release the annual Sports Stars NorCal football preview extravaganza. We have a ton of interesting stories to tell, some even butchered by yours truly. And that's going to be worth a follow for next week's pod, we might even subject you to some of our Sack Joaquin section friends who helped put the issue together. Buckle up. We've been, you know, saving you from them, but we might let them loose. Uh, <laughs> so we're looking forward to that here at Sports Stars Headquarters. Um, Chase, what else, what else do we have in week, what do we call it, double zero?
1: <laughs> no, it's week one. Oh, It's always week one. The zeros are gone.
2: I don't know. You invited me back. The zeros are clearly still here. <laughs> yeah, uh, that should all be good. It'll be our first
1: full week of episodes, and we'll start on Tuesday. Uh, like you said, maybe having a, a few guests on. Uh, and then, uh, of course, on Thursday, we'll have our first picks episode of the season. It'll be a sack Joaquin section only edition, uh, but that'll be fun to get out. And until then, you should definitely stay locked on to SportsStarsMag.com as we will continue to release NorCal preview content daily uh, all the way uh, up until August 26th, when the rest of Northern California action is set to begin. So we want to thank uh, the Pittsburgh Heist players and staff for their hospitality, as well as Coach Edson for making his usual stop. We build 7 Friday Night using Anchor, but the show is available on several platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. If you listen to shows on one of those platforms, search for 7 Friday Night. And then please rate and subscribe if you actually listen at one of those places. Each of our episodes also get their own dedicated page on SportsStars Magazine's web home, sportsstarsmag.com. You can stream the episode there, find links to the various other platforms, and check out a variety of bonus items that we tend to include on those pages as well. Also, follow the show on Twitter at at SportsStarsPods, and you should also be following SportsStars Magazine at at SportsStarsMag. That's where you get all the latest updates on upcoming guests and more our cover art features photography designed by yours truly and our theme music was produced by dustin phillips he performs in multiple bands in the sacramento area and you can actually see him performing with the cover band popular demand this saturday night august 13th at powerhouse in Folsom. and that's it we hope you're back with us next tuesday when stuff gets real adios
0: Let's roll, boys. <laughs> <laughs>